I welcome you to this uh, day of Central Moments, this day around God's Word and prayer. It's great to be with you again today. We're working up to the Christmas story. We've been looking in Luke chapter 1 and seeing four references to the Holy Spirit already in Luke chapter 1. And then Jesus is born at the beginning of Luke chapter 2. After Jesus is born, um, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple. They're, they're obeying what the law of Moses required because he's the firstborn in the family. He needed to be consecrated to the Lord. So they're in the temple and, uh, and, and uh, going to be consecrated. And you can imagine there's probably a crowd in the temple and people milling around and everything until something very unusual happens. And this is where we see the Holy Spirit referred to three more times. And it centers on a man named Simeon. Verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Spirit of God was on him. So, so he was a good man. He was obedient to the Lord. He had a heart for God. He had a hunger for God. And especially waiting for what he called, what's called the consolation of Israel. This was the hope of the Messiah. This was, that God would come and deliver Israel from her enemies and, and, and bring peace and, and, and inaugurate the kingdom of heaven on earth. Well, he'd been longing for this. And the Spirit of God was upon him. It was a Spirit-inspired longing. I, I just believe that sometimes God puts things in our hearts before he puts them in our hands. And that God gestates uh, a longing for things, which often, often leads to intercessory prayer. Just a longing, a groaning for things that we would want to see birthed in the world. And it had been revealed to him, verse 26, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So, so, um, so moved by the Spirit, on this particular day, he went into the temple courts. Here we see all this work of the Holy Spirit, putting things in our hearts. Um, uh, revelation, God has spoken to him and said, you won't die till you see the Messiah. And, and, then, and then on that day, how God guides us by his Spirit. He was moved by the Holy Spirit. And, and so may even today for you, may be a day where God guides you, where he creates divine appointments for you, where he reveals Jesus to you. And the day and the moment that Simeon was moved to go into the temple courts, of course, was exactly when Joseph and Mary showed up with Jesus. And when the, verse 27, when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. In other words, I can die now because you've kept your promise that I would see the Messiah before I die. Uh, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, given there probably was a bit of a crowd in the temple courts uh, and there may have been other babies there, but the Holy Spirit revealed this one to Simeon and all of a sudden he goes and he takes Jesus. I wonder what Mary and Joseph were thinking. He takes Jesus into his arms and he says, Lord, you have shown me the Messiah, the light of Israel. In verse 33, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother. So he kind of focuses on Mary. Joseph and Mary are standing together probably, but he focuses on Mary. And he said, this child is destined to cause the falling 
and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. So there's going to be conflict because of this child. So the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a source, a sword will pierce your own soul too. So by the Holy Spirit, Simeon seems, sees prophetically into a moment about 33 years later. We believe uh, Joseph has died by this point, so he wouldn't have experienced this, but Mary watched Jesus be tortured to death on a cross and a sword went through her soul. And yet, here's ultimately what the Holy Spirit and all his activity, leading, guiding, revealing, all of this that's been happening in Simeon, it all converges on one thing. Jesus crucified and risen. That's the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus has come to rule, but first of all, he would die in our place and defeat evil and then rise from the dead. And so this is, this is what Simeon was referring to when by the Holy Spirit, he looked at Mary and said, a sword will pierce your soul. Something's gonna tear you apart, but it's gonna be a part of God's plan to save the world. So Lord, we say yes to your plan and thank you for sending your son. Amen. Mm -hmm.